Warning, the following podcast is for mature audiences only. Listener, discretion is advised. Welcome to Dogfin Radio. What up, everybody? What's up? We got a special guest with us today via Skype. Awesome. Finally. <laughs> you finally figured this thing out. Finally. Introduce yourself, special guest. <laughs> Awesome. Woo-hoo. He's been threatening to add more people to this thing for the longest time now, so I feel really... <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Two of us. We finally convinced somebody to actually get on this thing. <laughs> I could have found somebody. You tried. You failed. You know what? The hobos <laughs> that are around the corner did not really want to appreciate it. Yeah, but... We're, they kept asking me what a Skype was. <laughs> I asked those same hobos. You know what? They they were, tra- they were too busy talking to their invisible friend. I think one of them tried to kill his invisible friend. You just friend. have to tell them the chocolate monkey is... Not going to hurt them. That is that only yelling out the lollipops because that helps I, demons at bay. Yeah, but sometimes they think they're the demons. Well, I don't know what to do on Fridays. How would you weigh on this, Holly? Uh, I'm a step up from a hobo, I think. Um, but I do have a naturally friend, so I'm not sure. That's right, because all authors and writers essentially just uh, schizophrenics <laughs> who have fun with the voices in their heads. That's I should be an author, too, with all the ones that talk to me in my head. I told you you should write a book. That's right. Yeah, eventually. As long as they're not telling you to do weird things. Well, one just usually t- keeps going, like, get milk. And, like, I am allergic to milk. I don't want milk. Get milk. <laughs> do you name your voices? Yes, I do. One is named Bob. He is a Scotsman. Aww. He comes out when I'm drinking. <laughs> I think I actually have heard him before. Probably, if it was a comic palooza, it probably mm-hmm. did come out, yeah. Yes, I think, yeah, it, it, it's all a blur. The, towards the, the uh, late night, it was all a blur. Oh, yeah, and the wonderful uh, floor show we saw with uh, the people there and the wonderful HPD. I don't remember much of a comic palooza. I think I was possessed by an 80-year-old woman. Yes, you were. You were possessed by Joan Rivers. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what happened. Uh, she was insane. Anyway. Essentially, I just drove all the way down to Houston to get drunk with John and then set my booth up and sell nothing and then go home. Yeah. So that was fun. Well, don't feel bad. Um, that a lot of I'm sure bad. John appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to see, what, what's his name there? Alfonso. Oh, yes. Yeah, Alfonso oh, that Romero. one, yeah. What? <laughs> because he was blacker than you. No way Carlton's blacker than me. <laughs> If it's a comparison, I make Carlton look like Mr. Rogers. So what shall we start with? Shall we... You want to just get right into it really sad and then move on? Well, we go, um, have Holly talk about her, her book. Oh, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can or her books. Sorry, plural. Books. Um, or we can go straight to Gadget Prawn, or we can talk about movies. Let's have Holly talk about her books. Yes. <laughs> Please tell us. What do you want to hear about? Do you want to hear about the new one? Do you want to hear about the series? Do you well, want to hear about I guess. Um, I would like to start with a general summary of most of the books, and then we can okay. branch off into the new one. So, uh, the series is called the Sky Huntington series, and there's currently three books out right now. The first one's called The Lie, mm-hmm. and the second one's called The Countess, the third one's called The Pursuit, 
And the fourth one is going to be out hopefully next month. Um, it's currently tentatively titled The Portal. It is dark fantasy. There's a little bit of something for everybody in it. It's very fast-paced, reads like a movie. Young woman encounters a supernatural entity in a graveyard one night, and she has no idea what it is that she saw. So she's kind of freaked out. She's not even sure if she saw what she thinks she saw. And in the process of trying to figure it out, she uncovers a really dark secret that her family's had for centuries. So she kind of gets thrown into this magical world overnight. I've created some of my own supernatural races. There's some horror, there's some gore, there is a lot of magic and fantasy, and there's a little bit of romance. It's really fast-paced, and like I said, I mean, some of my biggest fans are males. I've got people from all over the world that have read the series, and it's, it's done fantastic. And then I'm also, like I said, working on book four right now, and I think I'm actually going to wrap up the series from the main character's perspective, Sky Huntington. I think I'm going to wrap it up from her perspective, but I've also done a spin-off novel. It's a standalone with a secondary, it's a, a secondary character from the series from his point of view, and it's called Guided by Moonlight. And that was a lot of fun for me to write. So I really like diving into the backstory of some of my other characters. So I think that I'm kind of going to stay in the same world, but from different characters' perspectives, because that one started in ancient Rome, and the main character's name is Lucius. He gets brutally attacked. And he doesn't know what the heck is happening to him, what what he's turning into. I don't want to give a spoiler alert, but basically just, you know, it's this heart-wrenching story of him. He has to flee the city of ancient Rome, and he's kind of out in the wilderness and the wilds. He doesn't know what, what he's turning into, what's happening to him. And it's like, put yourself into the mind of someone that is has no idea that he's even a supernatural being and how you have to, like, adapt into this new world that you're living in. So he's, like, scared to death. Um, and he, it has a lot of backstory about how he meets up with the people from the series. So a lot of my readers have really enjoyed seeing the backstory on how that team of people kind of got together. Mm-hmm. So it's all really fun. It's fast paced. Like I like to mix a lot of history in with my books. So like um, some fiction, uh, historical characters I've kind of fictionalized, put my own fictionalized twist on and woven into the storyline. And then like in Guided by Moonlight, there's a lot of different historical stopping points. Like I said, ancient Rome and there's a civil war. There's there's a bunch of other stuff. But like I said, I won't spoil it. It's just a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Excellent. Have I told you how much I really enjoy having guests? <laughs> you really don't have to do anything at all. You just like, just give them a nice question and just like let them rip. <laughs> Awesome. I talk a lot, so you guys don't no, no, I am good. Because <laughs> more often than not, I got to start making stuff off of the top of my head, and now I just like, yeah, especially since we don't have like sugary treats or anything. I know, right? No, like, Which has been our theme for like the past how many episodes now? Six or seven. Yeah, probably something with sugary. It's not my fault. I find that the episodes with us on sugar highs is actually much more entertaining than those other ones. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just Halloween. You guys don't have candy at the house. We ate it all last week. Yeah, we oh, did. okay, okay, okay. I think I have like still like two two little things of M and M still in my truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not going to get you anywhere. Maybe we can buy some more guess. Well, yeah. There's like Thanksgiving candy. There's uh, well, then the Valentine's Day I always get the day after because you know half price. Woo! Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean the holidays are coming. All the baking and stuff. You guys will probably have pie and cookies and oh, that's good stuff. Oh, stuff to make me diabetic. Yes. Pie. (laughs) Yeah, so yesterday I actually had coconut cream pie in the afternoon, and then I had coconut, I guess it was coconut cream cake of some sort at Mm -hmm. night. 
It was really, really good. Both of them were good. Coconut's like my favorite thing. Coconut and caramel are my two favorite addictions for sweets. So yeah, I never can get. I never could stand coconuts. It's mainly like the texture that gets me on that. Mm-hmm. Something's not supposed to crunch like that, and it reminds me of mm-hmm. onions, and then I hate onions. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's like a love hate relationship with me. That's weird because I really like coconut. I only mix with chocolate. The raw doesn't make. Just, yeah. But, I love coconut anyway. It's it's good raw. It's good cooked. It's good every way. This is a weird term for our show. Yes, it yeah. is. <laughs> yes, I like it. <laughs> so, let me tell you guys about the graphic novel that's going to be coming out. Ooh, that's going to be exciting. Cool. Oh yes. Um, after I finish book four, like I said, I'm in. It should be finalized and off into editing next week, book four, and then the graphic novel is kind of my next step, uh, as long as well as doing some of the um, standalone character backstory stuff, but. It's going to be really cool because I'm taking two of my supernatural races that I've created that have been warring for, like, ever. Like, millennia, eons, way before we were even on Earth. Like, they've been warring and everything. So it's going to be a little bit of a backstory about how these two races came to hate each other, how they were actually even brought into existence. So for anybody that might be listening on the off chance that you've read my books, um, it's the Lucent Fae and the Dark Fae. It's going to delve into their backstory and uh, one of the main characters, well, she's a secondary character in books, but she's going to be the main character of the graphic novel. Her name is Dreamer, and she's one of the Lucid Fae, and she is going to, you're going to find out a lot about her, her backstory, and her family. So it's going to be really fun. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Like, when you do the graphic novel, like, how are you going to, with the artwork, how are you uh, going to be doing that? Are you doing more like, like how some of the artists, like, with the Deadpool series have gone with how, how it looks, kind of like real dark, ominous tone, or you have like bright, yeah. bright ab- abstract colors, or... Well, see, it's kind of... that. That's that's the thing, because uh, the Dark Fae, everything in their world is like, it's dark. I mean, it's... The, the, the realm that they live in is called Gloom, and everything there, it's like, kind of almost like a constant twilight, all like, think like dark really deep purples and blues and like crimson reds and different things like that. There's weird creatures that live there. It's mostly all natural, but they've pretty much killed all of the resources around there. There's no like buildings. They live in forests and and different things like that. There's no like buildings like, you know, we would build like human buildings and stuff, but it's all extremely dark and depressing. And then the Lucent, where the Lucent Fae live, is the complete opposite. Everything is just like exploding with color. And, and there's, you know, all kinds of rainbows in the sky that, like, defy the way a natural rainbow would go. It's all over the place. The lakes are crystal clear, and you can see all the weird little tiny <coughs> swimming in them. And, you know, so it's like this explosion of color versus, like, this horribly depressing place. And I want to be able to convey that in a way that makes sense to people. So I'm not really sure. I've got a couple of artists that I'm talking with that we... We've talked about concepts. I need to finish up the story so they can storyboard it. Yeah. Um, which is, I'm really looking forward to it because next week, like I said, I'm hoping to wrap up book four, get it off to editing, and then totally focus on the short story that I'm going to write for that. Um, I've already got it all fleshed. Some of it's already fleshed out, but it's all in my head. I just have to type it, which I probably can do in about an hour, but I just need to find the time to do it. Yeah, judging by how fast you type from <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah, um, you type like you're like you're giving launch codes. <laughs> I, I do type pretty fast, so 
that's probably why I can get, like, a lot of my author friends are really amazed at how many words I can type per day. Like, if you give me time, I can get out, like, you know, 12,000 words is nothing for me. And other authors are like, I barely did a thousand. And I'm like, I type really fast. So, anyway, so we'll get the story down. And then, um, I don't know, like, I... It's kind of going to be like a mix of things the way that I see it. Um, and if I had the time to do my own artwork, I would totally do my own artwork because I do draw and I do like to draw. But I don't really know much about storyboarding, so I think it's better for me to just hire somebody that can do all that for me and hmm. just stick to writing the story. But I'd like to convey like the bright, happy, cute part of it and then like the really gritty, dark, just, you know, evil. Because he's dark, fair, evil. And hmm. uh, like I said, there's a big war that's going on between those two races and... I just want to make sure that it all comes across the way that it should. So, but I mean, like one of my absolute favorite artists, like, I, cause I collect comic books like crazy, um, was Michael Turner and he passed away. I mean, like I, I got teary eyed when I heard that he passed away. Cause when I draw, like my artwork style is, is like Michael Turner's because he was like my idol for drawing. Um, and there's another artist that actually does a lot of the comic cons. His name is Jamie Tyndall. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he has a very similar art style. I've got so much of his work on my walls. So like if I were to draw my own graphic novel, the art style would be very much like Michael Turner or Jamie Tyndall's um, style. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And with um, the graphic novel, also, are you looking to just have it just like with your books on Amazon as well, or are you looking to actually have it come out in, like in the comic stores, stuff like that? I'm looking to do both, uh, but I'm not really sure how that's going to work because I haven't gotten to that point yet. Okay. Um, I definitely will self-publish it at first, and then I will see what happens. Because I, obviously, I know a lot of people, you probably know a lot of people, we all know a lot of people because we're in that comic circuit, figure out once we've got everything situated, figure out what the next step is to actually get it into people's hands. Um, but I'll definitely have it <clears throat> printed out to take with me to all my shows and stuff. I'll have it for sale on Amazon and on my website unless I get some kind of amazing deal and sell the story. And <laughs> yeah. You never know. Never know. Cool. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a lot of local comic book shops here that I go to that I know the people, and I'm sure that they would let me get my books at least into their stores. They're not uh, chains or anything like that, but I mean, any kind of, you know, not necessarily publicity, but any kind of place that you can get something out there as far as marketing goes, it's always a good thing. Oh, you yeah. never know what opportunity can come from it. Oh, yeah. I know down here we got mainly uh, Bedrock City with their couple of few locations around town. And Third Planet. Oh, Third Planet, yeah. And then there's Pop Culture, whatever that place is called, off of Katie. Oh, yeah, there's Pop Culture, and then there's, I think, Nans, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think... And then you can always, like, slum at the half-price books until you find what you're looking for. <laughs> That's what I do. So I have to slum. Yeah, half-price books, they have the, like, huge setups at the Comic-Cons. I was actually impressed by that. Like, at the Dallas, the big Dallas Comic-Con... Yeah. That they do. They were just only a couple of booths down from where I was, and they set up this like huge display. It was pretty neat. Had to get rid of all that extra inventory they don't want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever doesn't sell doesn't make it back <coughs> in the car. Mm -hmm. Just leave it here near the dumpster. <laughs> Somebody will take <laughs> it. Somebody will get it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I always this is going to sound terrible, but like you know when you go to Walmart and they're trying to get rid of like the DVDs that. 
you know, they're five bucks for the DVD. They have it mm-hmm. like that big square bin in the middle of Walmart and everything. They've done that a couple times with books and they're like 99 cents or a dollar. And I'm like, I always feel so sad because I'm, I'm such a huge reader and I love books. And I'm just like, before I even actually published my series, I was like, how depressing would that be to have your book in the 99 cent bin at Walmart? Like, just kill me now, you know? <laughs> and now I'm an author and I'm like, I hope my book never ends up in the 99 cent bin at Walmart. And then they all end up in the 99 cent bin. <laughs> Eventually. It's well, except for the ones near me, because they're, they, they'll be reads in my area. They just watch No, them. I was like, I don't ever, I haven't seen a Walmart 99 cent bin. That'd be awesome, though. Yeah. Like San Antonio? Yeah. yeah. Sugarland? No. <laughs> I'm used to knowing your reads. No, they didn't have the DVD bins anymore. It's all Blu-ray. <laughs> right. $5 Blu-rays. $8 Blu-rays. <laughs> because, yeah, apparently Blu-ray costs more. It does cost more. <laughs> See, they could have done the same thing and with, like, you know, HD DVDs and just done them on the same line I told to save money. Did you not know how that works? I know how it works. No, how, like, how, like, beta and VHS, how that worked? Yeah. And then how HD and Blu-ray, how that worked? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. It was porn. I know it was okay. porn. So I want to say it out loud so <laughs> we all know. It was porn. Well, I'm really excited because I just saw probably Bram Stoker's Dracula is probably my favorite movie, like adult movie. I'm not talking about movies that I loved when I was a kid, but I just saw that they came out with some, uh, one, I'm going to say, was it 20th or maybe 20th? It's probably 20th. Anniversary edition and it's on Blu-ray and it's got all kinds of special stuff on it. So Gary I would definitely pick that up. The Gary Oldman is the Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. I like that one too. Though I do think Winona Ryder's accent in that was just absolutely terrible. And a lot of people <laughs> made fun of Keanu Reeves acting in that, but I love Keanu Reeves. I think he's adorable, so I can overlook the acting. I can do both. I can tear. I can. I could be despiteful of both an accent and acting, and that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things saying that movie was Gary Oldman. Just... I'm sorry. I, I remember back whenever Keanu Reeves was in Bill and Ted with his surfer accent. That's yeah. what it sounded like, but and it was then, like old English. And then he went, I guess, acting classes and training, and then there's Johnny Mnemonic where it's like, I have no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go and destroy these things. Then you're like... Uh, I have seen many a weird thing tonight, sir. <laughs> Come on, bro. You know that's not right. I know. But he's really cute, so I can, I can kind of overlook it. And he seems like he's a really nice person in real life. That's so why you got to give him roles like like Neo and John Wick and like Constantine, where he only says like six words. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, that's right. Whoa. He didn't have many lines in, the, in John they're Wick. Like, I know, Kung Fu. Oh, it is. But John Wick's awesome. Matrix is awesome. Yeah. But like those are the roles you give. You have other people talk around him and then it's like that's the, they'll they'll handle the story. Keanu just like does Kung Fu or whatever. It pops everyone. Like the 47 Ronin was almost good except for the fact that you know it's like clearly a white guy being Asian even though he is of Asian descent which is really kind of sad. It's like if I was in a movie about conquistadors and it's just like yeah, we can see a Mexican somewhere in there, but we're we're not buying it. <laughs> it's like, sorry, bro. I, I'd probably be better at yeah, you would. visually, visually, because you have that long ass hair. I got the long hair and the fairer skin. That's right. And you can say uh, taquitos much better than I can. Taquitos. Oh my god, that just reminds me of the South Park Jennifer Lopez. Uh, oh dear God. <laughs> Taco, 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 taco,
I love you, J Lo. <laughs> Oh, if you want, I can get into it now. That way, yeah. All right, let's see. And feel free to comment at any time, Molly. Okay. Starting off, we're just going to get this right out of the way. The original Leatherface has passed away. Gunther Harson. Oh yeah. I think he passed away at eighty-six. Sixty-eight. You got the the numbers. You got dyslexic there for a second. Sorry. Did he? Did he die? uh, Where did he die? Um, Pancreatic cancer. Don't know. It's not everything. I took a shot in the dark. I didn't know for sure. I really don't know. It just says he he died at sixty eight, according to his agent. So I'm thinking his agent killed him. Uh, (laughs) It's sixty eight. Not that old. No, he was probably found in a hotel with a hooker and a bunch of blow, and they're like, "We're gonna call this one." Um, unmitigated circumstances. I'm okay, this is not the... I can't remember the actor's name. David Carradine. There it is, David Carradine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew that was where I was going. As soon as I said hooker in a hotel room, you went, David Carradine. God, that's terrible. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> oh, speaking of movie stuff, um, Disney just released the first movie poster of Finding Dory. Oh, okay. What? Finding Dory. What is that? It's supposed to be like finding the second part to Finding Nemo. Oh, okay. Hold yeah. on, let me look this up. So oh, is Dory like? So it's Nemo and his dad looking for Dory. I guess. I guess that's the only thing I a found photo. was just the pic, the photo. A father son trip across the the Atlantic Ocean, I guess. No, it's the uh, Pacific or Indian Ocean. It's wherever the Great Re- Barrier Reef is. It's by so Australia. Still, so it's still oh. in Australia. Well, that looks really, yeah, I'll watch the, the trailer when I'm done here, but that looks really cute. That, that was a really cute movie, Finding Nemo. Maybe oh, yeah. tear up a little bit, but, oh, I, yeah. well, I, I know you guys have a set plan for talking about what you're talking about, but I, like, my mind almost exploded when I saw that they're making a Beauty and the Beast live-action film with Emma Watson. Oh, yeah. Because well. like, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney movie. Oh, yeah. Let's do some Hermione as Belle. That'd be awesome. And Emma Watson is I mean, she's awesome. She's so cute. So her as Belle, that's going to that's gonna be great. <laughs> no, John, they're just going to give her implants to make her chest bigger. That's all they're going to do. Anyway, but, did they say who's going to play the Beast? Yeah, let me look it up, actually. <laughs> With her launch code fingers. <laughs> I, imagine, uh, I imagine that scene with Jim Carrey and Bruce Almighty were just like... <laughs> Oh, he's from Downton Abbey. Okay, I know who that guy is. Okay, somebody look him later. Cool. But they are going to probably make him, um, you know, CGI and stuff. Yeah, okay. for the most of it. So okay, so they're gonna CGI him, or they gonna do it like Tron and just where he doesn't have to be there? No, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna like they're gonna put like a shoulder pads on him, right? So green screen shoulder pads, and then a green screen helmet, and be like. Now you're the beast. <laughs> so just walk around like this. And, oh and make sure you got a wide berth. But this is actually cool. Uh, Ewan McGregor is going to play Lumiere. I don't know if you guys saw Beauty and the Beast. If you're fans, whatever. But Lumiere is awesome. Oh, yeah. I have little, little candlestick guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have Beauty and the Beast on VHS. And Ian McKellen's going to play Dude, I actually just saw the Blu-ray of Beauty and the Beast not that long ago. And I was literally laughing my ass off because... How gay is Gaston? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, in that movie, he talks about decorating. His best friend is always at, like, blowjob height. And it's just, 
it's just the weirdest thing. Yeah. yeah. That whole movie. Well, it's kind of disappointing that <coughs> Evans that played Dracula at Told is going to be playing Gaston. So, I like him. I just hope they don't make him as, uh, as they did in the cartoon. As a flaming <laughs> There's a lot of really good <laughs> Evan Thompson, Stanley, Stanley Tucci, Kevin Klein, Ian McKellen, Ian McGregor. Didn't they try this before? I feel like they tried this in these ones. Well, hopefully it's not like that one Beauty and the Beast series that was in like the series. early 90s. I know they did. Well, didn't they have another one? What's her face yeah. from Smallville? The chick from, yeah, Smallville. Uh, Kristen, whatever. Kristen, my face is weird. <laughs> okay. And it, it looks like I'm going to get you to say it, I know. <laughs> you're not Especially gonna, now. You're not, not going to get me to say the phrase. Well, well, <laughs> anyway, Beauty and the Beast. I can't wait for that one. I'm going to see that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you guys will be the first in line. I will. <laughs> well, he will be. Well, he's got a kid to be legitimate with it. I'm just like, I hey. We've already explained that beforehand. <laughs> My kid will not go see anything like that. Unless it has the words Pixar, Explosion, and Car somewhere in it. There's no way well, we're going to go see That's you, why you Photoshop a fake movie poster and give it to him. I'm going to go through that much trouble when I don't want to go see it. <laughs> Okay, fine. Well, I'll, I'll go see it for you guys, and I'll let go. you know if it was any good. There you go. There we go. Then I can come cool. back and be a guest on your show again. Yes. Yes, we got the Beauty and the Beast review. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I was excited about it, so all right. No, that's oh, cool. That's good. I mean, it's good to have information I didn't have. I didn't see yeah. any of that. I, I only heard about the live-action Ariel, or live-action Little Mermaid movie. I didn't even what? hear about that. Yeah. Chloe Moretz to star in live-action Little Mermaid. Chloe Moretz, uh, hit girl from Kick-Ass. Oh, yeah. She's going to be playing Ariel. Oh, wow. She played Carrie. She played Hit girl I'm surprised they didn't get her for Robin, but now they're going to get her in as Ariel. Mm-hmm. Look it up. So, look up something else real quick. and Because my brain just decided to, f- to shut down, and for some reason, Google doesn't like me today. Maybe it's not. No, it doesn't. Oh, uh, she'll actually be really cute. She, she's, I can see her doing Ariel. Oh yeah, she's, she's kind of adorable the whole way through. Yeah, she's cute. Somebody's excited. Somebody's excited about Ariel, I guess. No, I'm thinking though, if you're doing all these live action stuff, the one thing that still kind of bothers me, mm. well, I, I, it just pops in my head. Really, is Michael Bay going to direct it? Yes. <laughs> Ariel's going to become a transformer, and Bumblebee's going to be the crab. <laughs> I'm sorry, the live action thing. So then he did Transformers and then Ninja Turtles and just like destroy my childhood some more, please. No, it's Disney. <laughs> it's just like we can't make money off of animation that isn't Pixar anymore. So it's like, well, we do have a bunch of actors that owe us money. Why don't we just drag them in here and start making all the stuff we have our rights to over again? Because we did it with uh, Malefic- uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. Yeah. And then we went into Into the Woods and then we did Cinderella and now we're going to go into. I know I hear tales of, so there's Little Mermaid now, there's Beauty and the Beast, I know they're going to do a Mulan, I know they're talking about Pocahontas, they're like, every Disney princess is going to get a remake, oh, and Aladdin as well. Oh yeah, but the thing, the one thing I did read on that though, they're not going to use any of the outtakes from Robin Williams things. For no, sure. it's all going to be live action, all of these are going to be live yeah. action attempts at these Disney movies. Hopefully they don't CGI him like they did in Tron. <laughs> that would be they're just gonna yeah. dig up his bones and put it inside of a golem <laughs> and then again write, with the golem and then put the script inside of it yes again with the golem because I like to have themes <laughs> we love you Heather we miss you <laughs> once we get the money for that that 
crane, we're going to get you out of that lake. <laughs> Sorry. I'm running, the, I'm running a joke. Yes, you are. That's okay. <laughs> Heather was our special correspondent, and then she decided to disappear. She died. Then we brought her back to she life died. as a Jewish golem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then she fell into a lake. And we haven't been down there to, to get... And like I said, we haven't... The Kickstarter hasn't made enough money to buy the crane, or at least rent it. So we can't pull her out of the lake. Okay. You alright with that? Oh, yeah. Just the uh, vaping and... Yeah. Uh, sucking on your metal dick, baby. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> You're trying to get me to say the phrase. I will. I know you I like writing things. It's been so long. Speaking of Pixar, the after Inside Out... See, you're going to get applause. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Thanks. The Academy has decided to change its rules about uh, animation in its Oscar shortlist. Really? Yeah. Because I, didn't know they, I thought they hated animation altogether. Well, they, so they all saw Inside Out and realized they had emotions inside of them. Oh, but they actually think it's little people. <laughs> That's right. I can't have the little people coming out of my ears. Trying to suffocate me in the middle of the night. I didn't see that movie. Inside Out? If you definitely want to feel some feels, they will... That, that'll do it. It's about is a it, young. Yeah. Is it? Is it like tearjerker? It's I a sad. It's a sad cry. It's like a happy cry. That's what it was. Okay. A happy cry. Every Pixar movie, every Disney movie, I cry. So. I said okay. So essentially, it's the story of a little girl who moves, but you see inside of her head, and it's her. F- she has five emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only five. Yeah. Joy, thought- anger, joy, sadness, anger, disgust, and fear. And joy and sadness get sucked up into her subconscious and have to travel back to the main part of her brain while anger, disgust, and fear run the brain while she just moved into this new area. She has no friends and she has no life and she's all depressed now. Okay, sounds like any preteen. That's what it is. It's <laughs> her becoming preteen and, and then she finds out later that all of her emotions are single things. It's either joy, disgust, fear, sadness, anger. And then towards the while she moves on at the very end, she realizes that emotions can be combined. You can be sad about being happy. You can be disgusted, but still be afraid or stuff like that. And so later at the very end, all of the balls that were her memories or her thoughts, they become multicolored based on who touches it. Oh, okay. It's, it's good. It's a really good movie. Pixar just loves yeah. fucking with people's minds and shit and making people feel things. See, you're making the dog angry now. Obviously. <laughs> I've heard it was a really good movie, though. I think it just came out on DVD, right? It did. Just released on DVD and Blu-ray. And, yeah, I've seen it at least three or four times already. Let's see. So, uh, speaking of, let's see if I can segue from Inside Out to... So, something with feels to something without feels. I was going to go into more feels. More feels. More feels. Okay. Speaking of Disney. Uh oh. Speaking of Disney and feels. Oh God. Did you hear about the guy? The guy. The force for Daniel. No. Okay. So you haven't heard about this? Okay. So a couple weeks back, actually, yeah, a couple weeks back, Mark Hamill and John Boyd. Boyd. Two guys in episode seven. Boyd. Yeah, Boyd. So two guys in episode seven hear about this guy, Daniel, who's got. I think it's cancer or something. He he's not gonna live to see the end of the year. Oh, okay. Then okay, yeah. Yeah. So and they wanted to get him to see Star Wars Episode Seven before the end of the year, before it comes out. Okay, so I didn't recognize the name, but yeah, now I know yeah. the situation. It's yeah. all just roll that Rolodex forward. He just saw it. 
Oh yeah, the other day. Yeah, the article I read was like it was under extreme security and yeah. everything else. Because <laughs> JJ made everyone sign a, a non, an NDA, so yeah, yeah. And obviously, this guy's not going to live long enough to tell anybody, so might as well. <laughs> we'll make him sign an NDA or just no. I'd make him sign it anyway, but still, <laughs> at least it wasn't like you watched it. That's what I was expecting too. It was like, psych! <laughs> and now I'm going to spoil everything. And he's got two stormtroopers in the back going, all right, get him. It's like they can shoot him anyways. <laughs> did you like it? I did love it. It was the greatest thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> God. <laughs> Make sure that he's lost. Oh, God. Come on, that was good. That was a good pull. Yes, it was. Lost. J.J. Abrams. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, I was on the fringe of it. Okay, you're just going to keep throwing these things out. Come on. It's not like I was in some kind of alias. <laughs> Come on, these are pulls. It's like, you're going to expect to be able to see these movies and stuff and get special treatment. And it's like, wow. That's exactly what I was I did like a horde of just letters now to Disney be like, um, I'm, I got a bad ulcer and I don't think I'm going to be able to sit through Star Wars. Can I just get a DVD copy, please? <laughs> the Make Your Wish Foundation is going to go through a lot of money. <laughs> My church already bought out a whole theater to see Star Wars. Oh, God. <laughs> like, it's some kind of, like it's the passion or something. <laughs> Are you guys, do you guys have tickets yet? Uh, no. I do. He does. I don't. Yep. I do. Oh, yeah. See well, it. actually, I don't. Our friends bought tickets, and I'm going to drive down to, um, I think it's Temple. It's just outside of Waco. Yeah. To see IMAX, so it's a little bit of a drive, but it'll be worth it. Awesome. Hopefully. Um, what I'm hoping right now is like nobody gets really stupid and tries to hurt anybody at these things. Because that, that's what we need now. It's just like so much good and happiness and warm feelings all the way until December, and then like some nutcase yeah. thinks he's Darth Maul and starts to blow up the place. Well, somebody that I know said that there was, I can't remember where it was, it was somewhere in Europe, where they did a raid on uh, some kind of terrorist organization or whatever, and they found a whole, like, stash of Darth Vader masks in there, mm-hmm. and they were thinking that maybe they were going to, you know, they, it wasn't confirmed, but they were just thinking that maybe they were going to try to do something. I'm like, you know, come on, just, can we just have Star Wars, please, without <laughs> anybody getting killed? That'd be nice. Barely had Batman, now we have to deal with this crap. Why does anyone attack Inside Out or any other Pixar movie? Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. No one's ever tried to attack a Pixar movie. I wonder why. And then Terrence gets in there and like, I'm going to kill. Oh. I, got, I can't do it. I can't, I can't, I can't do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dory. You can't do this. That's true, though. <laughs> or like an up. <laughs> Like yeah. if up, if like if, that's what happened. The terrorists went to go see up, and he, he saw the, the two first chairs. five minutes, and just like, nope. And he went outside <laughs> and shot himself. <laughs> it's like, no, I can't do this. I'm done. Then Disney covered it up. Oh yeah, sweep him away. Put him in the put him in the vault with Walt and his frozen head. <laughs> he's, it's he's not he doesn't have a frozen head. He has a frozen head. No, here's what it's like. It's like robot chicken. He's got a, <laughs> He's Mr. Freeze with like the spider legs. And, like, yeah, that, that feasts on the flesh of Cuban children. <laughs> I think we scared Holly. No. <laughs> like, I'm taking a big swig of beer now because this is getting weird. <laughs> I 
What else we got on here? Uh, are we still doing trailers? Can you pull up a trailer or no? Um, yeah, give me a second. See if my laptop decides to agree with me today. And yeah. it's since we're talking about movies and theaters, you can do Hateful Eight, and I will talk about Spectre coming out this Friday with Peanuts. Oh yeah, bringing in a grand total this weekend of over a hundred million dollars together. Uh, and Spectre beat out Peanuts, which beat my prediction. Because I really thought a children's movie would always beat out a, um, you know, Bond. Yeah. But apparently John was right. There were a lot more diehard Bond fans than there were people with children. Yeah. Which is strange. Why is that strange? I don't know. Just because Bond's not relevant. <laughs> yes, it is. No, anymore. No. That's every That's guy's not. future job in no, his mind. it's not. In his mind. No, it's not. Uh, it's either Tony Stark or if if I had a future job in my mind that was fictional, I'd be like Richard Castle. That'd be awesome. I would love to be a like a, a like a giant like fiction writer with a really hot wife who solves crimes. It'd be awesome. Now she's typing in her. <laughs> she's typing in more launch codes. No nuclear wishers. So favorite Bond? Who's your favorite Bond? My favorite Bond. All right, go ahead. What's your favorite? Oh, one? dear God. Okay, the list goes like this. <laughs> Sean Connery. Okay. Then it goes to Roger Moore. Okay. Then to Pierce Brosnan. Then to the guy that was only in In Her Majesty's Secret Service. And then Timothy Dalton. <laughs> I like... Let's see. Because Timothy Dalton, the look on his face just like makes you just go... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know, I take that back. I like Timothy Dalton just slightly better than I like Sean Connery. Yeah, but the same thing also when I saw that, it was like right after I just got done watching. Because one of the first Bond movies I saw was The Living Daylights. Saw that. That, that was one of the first ones. No, it wasn't. Was it Living Daylights? It was the one where the 18 wheeler that did that popped a wheelie, but it really That didn't. was a year. No, no, that was a license to kill. License to kill. License to kill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because remember. It's not what, like I don't watch Bond. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't think Bob well, I said whenever I saw those movies, I just got done watching Flash Gordon. Oh, okay. So, like, okay, there's Timothy Dalton sticking his arm in this thing, and like, oh, haha. Yeah. And then now it's, oh, look, he's driving 18 wheeler. It's popping a wheelie, but it, the back wheels are still flat on the ground. How the hell? See, I didn't, <laughs> I thought, I thought it was the guy from The Patriot, because that's what I was, because I just saw The Patriot in theaters, and yeah. I went and saw The Living Daylights, and I was like, that's the same guy, man. <laughs> Fucking, like, the guy who shot the kid is now, like, taking this blonde woman across <laughs> Europe and into Saudi Arabia and fighting the Al-Qaeda, <laughs> or with the Al-Qaeda. <laughs> I think the best one that came with Roger Moore. Keep in mind, that's not the same guy. It's Isaac, there's, it's, uh, Isaac Ackes or something like yeah. that, and then yeah. Timothy Dalton. Like, but they look very similar. Like they very do. similar. I thought I thought Lucius Malfoy was James Bond for a long time. <laughs> oh, it would have been awesome if Lucius. <laughs> but I did. The one thing I did like when I came to the movies, okay. you got Sean Connery, Doctor No, best one of his, Roger Moore, Goldfinger, man. Oh. Yeah, but there's a little, actually a little tidbit of uh, a little trivia. And somebody died. Yeah, yeah, but with. Um, but with Goldfinger as well, whenever he's on there with the laser beam coming up, how they filmed the scene, there's a guy on the bot underneath didn't know where Sean Connery was, oh and he's in there with a with a with a torch cutting with a plasma of- cutter, <laughs> just like I really hope I don't give this guy a vasectomy. I really don't. Want story. Yeah. Somebody starts screaming. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it's like, this guy slept with my wife. No, there will be no cuts. Well, my favorite was Pierce Brosnan. I think Daniel Craig is such a sleaze bucket. I don't like him. No. And I don't want to see him as the Bond. They were, there's a lot of talks to talk about right now. Either they're going to either stop the whole series or they're going to spin into uh, Idris Elba as Bond or they're going to spin into a lady Bond, Jane Bond. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like, I don't know. Either, it's, it's good. It, it's still got to be Bond, but like, they keep trying to, like, like Ghostbusters, like we were doing, like, here's Ghostbusters. They're back, but they're all women. I just, you no, know. No, no. Don't even, please, don't, don't even get me going on that. Mm. Yes! I, oh. Yes! <laughs> no, no, no. Let's keep going. <laughs> it's just dumb. Oh, yeah. So let's get into female Ghostbusters, please. <laughs> Oh, yes. What was the original bet that you put out there? I said that it can't make more. If it makes more than $70 million in its opening weekend, Heather gets to punch me in the face. Okay. Or in the chest. I don't, I don't think that is going to happen. So you're probably pretty safe. I know. That's why I was like, I'm totally cool with it. It's going to be like Terminator Genesis and show up and like two people are going to see it and be like, it's going to run its ass over to China and make all its money back. Oh, yeah. Ugh. What? And it, and it wasn't even like, yeah. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It wasn't even about the fact that they were females. It was just the fact that these people, the actors themselves, weren't very funny on their own. Yeah. And together, I don't think they're going to be very funny together. And it's like, I've seen their work on SNL. SNL is not funny anymore. And so you're marketing this to me like, oh, all well, the guys from SNL are going to be in it. Like, did they write it? Did we get somebody else who wrote it? Did we get like a fucking... Uh, did we get you know? Did we get Seth Rogen to write it? Because that would have been funny. Oh yeah. Did we get like you know? Is James Franco going to show up anywhere in it? Because that would be funny. Yeah. And it's like because it's not that they're you know it's not that they're women that I don't like this. It's that I don't think they're funny. That's why I don't like this. And I have to keep defending myself on that. But it's like I'm no, you don't like female Ghostbusters because you don't like females. And I'm like, well, that's besides the point. Well, we haven't gotten hate mail yet, so that's <laughs> no, good. No, 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 no. So I don't care if I get hate mail. I am actually a woman. I think it's a stupid. The whole entire concept and premise of the movie is stupid. Um, I don't, and like you said, I don't like any of the actresses that they've chosen for the main roles. Um, I don't think they're funny, like you said. I don't think that. It, I think it's just going to be an absolute train wreck. And I'm going to pretend it's not happening, and I'm going to pretend it never happened once it's come out. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm yes. Gonna, that's going to be my... And huh. if something happens and it proves me wrong, then whatever. Like, I really... I know a lot of people like Melissa McCarthy and think she's hilarious. I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see the movie. I don't have any desire to see it. And I know that they're bringing in, like, Bill Murray and Sigourney Weaver and stuff like that again, but, like, they're probably just going to be cameo yeah. roles, and it's not going to be worth... Like, they're using those big names to kind of draw in the crowd of the people that grew up watching Ghostbusters like us, and it's going to be, like, a 10-second cameo or something stupid, probably. Everyone um, from the original Ghostbusters, except, except for Harold Rames and Rick Moranis, are going to Because one's dead and right. one said no. And one's dead and the other one's like, go well, fuck yourself. <laughs> well, they might CGI him in. Yeah, he'll be... <laughs> they're going to <laughs> If Slimer makes an appearance, that'd be terrible. Oh, yeah, three. Ooh, like, 3D. Three D. It's not happening. I don't want anything to do with it. I think it's dumb. I think it's they're just trying too hard. Like, why can't they come up with new concepts in Hollywood? I'm kind of over the remakes of everything except Beauty and the Beast, but we'll talk about that when it comes out. I know. I, but <sighs> but yeah. from what I hear, that 
happened or what I read in that part. There was going to be a Ghostbusters 3 where the Ghostbusters themselves were in hell and had to fight their way out. Apparently, parts of that are going to be used in the new reboot with Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Nope, not Chris Hemsworth. Chris, Chris Hemsworth. <coughs> yeah. Okay, so, so they're already planning on this one dying. So, they, yeah, they've already made a female Ghostbusters, but they're already making, they're in talks of making a reboot of Ghostbusters with male actors that is based on a script that they didn't use for Ghostbusters 3. So it's like, then why didn't you just do that? Yeah, right. Why wouldn't yeah. bother to do this at all? Well, didn't they do that episode like that in the, um, the original cartoon where they're in hell and they are play a game show to try to get out? I'm sure they did. And it's like, I would have been okay with. Ghostbusters or extreme Ghostbusters, you know, where it's just one of the guys and he's mentoring a group of new Ghostbusters to do the same shit he did beforehand. And it's like that new story with new characters and new plot lines and whatnot and whatever could have been interesting to watch, at least for an hour and a half. I liked Go Extreme Ghostbusters. That was a cool cartoon show when it yeah. happened. You know, then you could have had like I was thinking about concepts of the weapons and stuff because the proton pads could have been upgraded because, you know, you get a tech guy who's, like, really into it. He's like, you guys have been using these micro things, whatever, you know? I just like, every movie can be better if you just thought a little bit more about it, but it's like, whatever, they want to make a buck, so. I don't, yeah, I don't see that happening with this. Like, I think it's just, it's, they're, to me, it's just they're trying too hard, like you said, just to make a buck, and I don't think it's going to do well in the box office, so won't get punched in the face. I hope not. Yeah. And as in a little added insurance, I've been I've been making sure that I don't get <laughs> How so? Yes, please tell us. No, it's fine. No, no, no. For once, science. It, once it comes out, I'm sure we'll figure it out. Oh yeah. When does it come out again? Oh. June twenty second or something like that. Whenever like there's supposed to be another animated show or animated kids movie coming out that same weekend, which is gonna help my cause a lot. Because Spectre would have made that hundred million by itself had Peanuts not come out this weekend. <laughs> and Peanuts upset me as well. Like I've I've never really been that big of a Peanuts fan, but I don't know. Like just I'm not gonna get on it. Like it's just frustrating. Like to update it with like a lo- they've rebooted a lot of different things and made you know kids stuff that we kind of grew up with or even like our parents might have grown up with that they turn into like you know modern smart mouth. So we're so funny and edgy and. It just doesn't work. Everyone gets a dark and gritty reboot now. <laughs> Peanuts, the dark and gritty reboot. Well, they had they had that on Robot Chicken too. <laughs> I know what Snoopy is. He's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he had the great pumpkin rise up because Linus decided to summon the demonic forces, <laughs> and it started. Eating There's everybody. a Peanuts movie I'd watch. <laughs> And the only one left is Charlie Brown and all of her dancing in hell. Be Charlie Brown and Constantine trying to fight off the giant pumpkin. Reboots, reboots. Uh, did you find? Did you get the trailer? Or no? Uh, I was looking up the release date for the movie, July fifteenth, twenty sixteen. All right, so I got some time. Okay, let me go over to the wonderful world of YouTube. All right, so I'll keep going. Uh, what was no. the one I'm looking for? Hateful Eight. Trailer number two. I don't know if I talked about this last week. Alice Eve wants to be in a Marvel movie now. Really? Did I tell you about that one last week? No. Wait. Maybe. <laughs> so she was in Star Trek the Into Darkness, and she was in... Probably. Let's give it that one. Oh, here we go. I found the official trailer. Number yes! Two. And we're going to listen to it.
Not everybody, but I didn't see who the woman was. trailers dropped uh, th- this week. Okay. The International Star Wars trailer, so a couple new some new more yeah. scenes and I saw that when it was decent. It was, oh, it was exciting. It wasn't decent. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. And then there was another one. I think you know this one, Holly. The wonderful based off of uh, the biggest MMO ever made. <gasps> oh my gosh, I can't okay, I'm telling you this weekend was so amazing for me there were so many exciting things that happened but like i got the virtual blizzcon ticket saw the premiere live of the warcraft trailer and it gave me chills i cannot wait like they've been talking about the warcraft movie for gosh like 2006 or something so for those of you that don't know i am a major mmo player but i've been playing uh world of warcraft since vanilla wow the day day one that it launched i've been playing um i raid two nights a week um just I'm totally immersed into the lore so like to see this movie come to life and see what they've done with it is just like amazing I totally like so. heard the like the sploosh right when you said like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh man I am I'm extremely passionate about about the things I love but like the cool, movie man. like I had chills I almost cried I think I almost I might have cried a little bit but have you guys seen the trailer I have okay it's it's yeah um so i had the virtual ticket for blizzcon and they also did the uh uh, well if you guys 
want to watch the cinematic for the expansion that's coming out. That's equally as exciting. But um, right. yeah, it was a good it was a good weekend. Lots of good announcements. Overwatch, the video game Overwatch that Blizzard is working on is coming out, and uh, um, we got to pre-order the expansion. And the movie looks freaking amazing. I, I can't wait for that movie. I'm telling you what. I may or may not be equally as excited as Star Wars as I am for Warcraft. It's like kind of on the same level for me, and that's pretty big. That's awesome. I want to see this now. That's going to be really good. Cue it up. Which one? The expansion or the actual movie trailer? The mo- yeah, the movie trailer. I don't think there's a lot of talking in the movie trailer, but like, let him watch it. It's, it's good. Even Is it the one where it's like... It's good. Because I remember we talked... We saw the teaser the other day, and it was like, "No, this is the original. This is the full one. The full this is the, like, war is coming." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to gonna f- cry again. <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> and the guy from. <coughs> Randy's hooked now. I've got this huge smile on my face. I'm waiting for it to finish. I got chills again, and I wasn't even actually phys- like visually watching it. I can't wait for that movie. I just can't. I definitely might give it a listen, or at least watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, just a huge Warcraft fan, so I'm very excited to see it coming to life. I don't think I just I've just never had the, the equity, you know, the the loose cash to be a World of Warcraft player. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the I think, oh, gosh, the original Warcraft 1, like the, um, not the MMO, but like mm-hmm. they had Warcraft 1, 2, and 3 that came out. That was like 20 years ago, something like that. I think Starcraft might have been 20 years ago, but yeah, yeah I mean, the, the lore is just, I'm a huge lore fan. So, like I said, see, 
in this movie come to life, and hopefully they will uh, they'll continue on. And the cool thing about it is, I think his name is Duncan Jones, the director. Uh, he's a huge fan. He's played the games. He played World of Warcraft. He played all one, two, and three. So he's actually like he's a fan, and he's directing the movie. So you know that he's putting the good things in there. He's putting his heart and soul into it. So that's what I hope is going to come through in the movie. Granted, we've only seen the trailer. It could totally suck, but I'm very excited for it. Well, hopefully it does well and they don't throw John Cena in there somewhere. I would totally see that if John Cena showed up. Great saving! Have you guys seen Vikings, though? Did you watch Vikings? No. What? Neither of you? No. You guys have got to watch Vikings. That show is... I feel like maybe the first three episodes, it's kind of slow, but man, it's a great show. It is a good show. And and Travis Fimmel, who's playing um, one of the lead guys there that you were seeing, mm-hmm. uh, Lothar, he's just a fucking badass. I mean, I'm sorry. He is so amazing. I mean, he just, his fight scenes and Vikings and like the hair and the beard and just, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... Well, his wife, well, yeah, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but if you watch it, his Such wife is equally as hot as him. So oh, there's boy. there's visuals for the men and the women. It's like, you, you can be part of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Shit, though, I think, I think season one of Vikings is on Netflix. It's, it's a really good show. Like, lots of fight scenes, brutal, just gory, just, you know, battle scenes and might help me get over my Game of Thrones fix until it comes out again. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I think uh, if you Winter like Game of coming. Thrones... All over your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> <laughs> Jon Snow is not dead. I'm telling you right now, he's not dead. Oh, he's he's dead, but he's not forgotten. He will rise again. Have you read the books? Nope. Nope, but I can well, guess. I've read the books. But, I mean, like in the books, it's, it's it kind of is... It doesn't happen that way, but... The title kind of gives it away, though, right? It's a song of fire and ice, and we've only been dealing with the mother of dragons this most time. And we're focusing on a guy whose literal family is known for surviving winters forever, and his last name is Snow. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've been saying that way before the show ever came out, that I thought that Daenerys and Jon Snow were going to hook up, and that's going to be that. And their climax is going to shatter the world. (laughs) Yeah. I told you about how I met um, Drogo, right? Huh? Jason Momoa. Yep. Awesome. Yep. He is. He's probably my biggest uh, Hollywood crush. I was so excited to meet him. And one of my girlfriends works. She's uh, she books all the celebrities for the comic cons, brings everybody in. Um, she knows everybody. Let's just put it that way. She knows all the celebrities that go to the. Comic cons always gets me to the green room and everything, and so she drags me up there. And he was just leaving, like he was packed up. And they're like, "Anybody that wants to see Jason Momoa, get up here now!" I'm like, "I'm working the con, I'm doing my own thing." And I'm like, "Oh crap, I gotta go!" And I run up there, and I've got this print that I have that um, Jason Palmer, who's an amazing artist, mm-hmm. just throwing a shout out there to him. Look up his work. His name is Jason Palmer. He is amazing. Um, drag my little print up there. He's almost out the door, and she grabs him, and you know. I just stood there looking at him. I didn't say a word, I don't think. Okay. And I've never been starstruck before because I've met so many celebrities and I'm like, I just stood there looking at him I'm like, wow, you are so, you're here, you're real. Like, you're <laughs> no, you're I've met this guy because, you know, I've seen this guy without a shirt on. He's pretty, yeah. pretty intimidating in real life. I'm just like, 
He wasn't as tall as I thought he was going to be. He's tall, but he wasn't as tall as I thought he was going to be. But gosh, like, yeah, I just, it was quick because he, he had to leave. Right. Um, signed my thing. And my friend was giving him a big hug. And I'm like, can I touch your arm where he just touched you? Just so I can, like, say I was part of the hug. <laughs> it was really cool, though. He, he's, he's a very handsome guy up close. And I, that was my big Can I put my face moment. in your face? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The only thing I can think of right now is a scene from Mass from Megamind. It was like, speak apparition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but granted, I've done stuff like that at conventions, and it's rare whenever I do. And the moment I do, it's like I'm just there cross-eyed and drooling. Yeah. Like, I don't well, know the my girl name. from, from uh, Harry Potter. Um, Jenny Weasley? Uh, I forgot her name. It wasn't Emma Watson. It, it's the, well, I don't want to give spoilers to people that haven't watched Harry Potter, but um, yeah, the one that played Ginny Weasley. Yes. Yeah. She was there, and she was at the table next to him. She's adorable. She's she's grown up so much since Harry Potter. She's so cute. Um, and then the twins that were there, the Ashmore twins, they were there. Super nice guys. Totally humble. So much fun. Um, that was that was a Dallas uh, fan. Oh, was it fan days? Was it? Fan- Days? Not, October? I think that was fan days. I remember yeah. Gary went there, right? Yeah, Gary from the Moore yeah. Show, he went there. Another yeah. shout out that we're adding. Yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It was actually, I think it was actually busier on my feet, nonstop. On Saturday, I didn't even get a chance to um, eat or get a drink or anything, which I'm not complaining at all. We were just really busy. I was just surprised because the, the one that they hold in May, I think, has 80,000 people and it's like four times as big. and and I was busier at the smaller one than I was at the bigger one, but it was a really fun show. I had a lot of fun. Cool. That's awesome. We need to go, we need to branch out out of Houston a little bit more. Yes, we do. I feel like the cons outside of Houston are so much better. Well, <laughs> well, granted, I, I, I know people in San Antonio and know Holly up in Dallas, Fort Worth area. Like a buddy of mine, like a lot of my friends who were into the Atlantic Con, the con that yeah. just happened recently, they met everybody there. Like, and I was just like, I know you guys are broke as fuck, so they obviously you got them for free. So <laughs> I don't know how you guys pulled that one off, but lots of sexual favors. I guess so. <laughs> they get their mouths used. Oh yeah. Oh, but I guess we can segue over into my little segment. Gadget pour. <laughs> Oh, what the hell? <laughs> now that you hear the theme song, ta-da! <laughs> yes. Uh, that's exactly what you thought it was. Yes, yes. Was that a from Two Live Crew? No. Okay. No. That, was, uh, that was some royalty-free stuff, my voice, and... Porn music. <laughs> okay. That's the royalty-free stuff. It, okay. was, it was just, I looked for it, and... That last little bit. A quick shout out to our uh, our web handler, Soundgasm. Yes. That's basically what that's on there. Okay. That's all it is. And okay. us. That really? <laughs> basically. No one else had thought of using Soundgasm as a handle for podcasts, but apparently you can post unlimited stuff and no one's going to delete it because all that's on there is just porn. Oh, gee. So that's how you found it. <laughs> I get stimulated by sounds. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> Why would you not touch it? <laughs> Come on, let's touch it. Okay, you're getting me. You're, you're, Come on, touch it. it. It's, it's coming right up. there. Oh, yeah, that's what you said when you touched it. 
Oh. It's getting weird. Get back on track. Guys. Yes, Randy, edit this. Yes, got you. <laughs> yes, you bastard. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Sorry, uh, forgot to tell you. My catchphrase is my name and the words "edit this." Whenever I say okay. something terrible, and the idea is to get John to say it as many times as possible in a single episode. <laughs> <laughs> he's really he's getting a little desensitized by it obviously because right, right. I had to like no, no there's been like multiple times like no he's just gonna he's just gonna it's just gonna make him do worse yes. if I say it but at the same time it's a double edged sword I know anyway back to gadget prawn back to get porn <laughs> prawn porn whatever <laughs> make me play it again play it again well it looks like there's a new MMO mouse that's that's coming out this, is a, this has to be our MMO like episode. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Seems like a lot of it. Oh yeah, this one actually works. It's um. The... Fucking sorry. <laughs> this stupid soundboard doesn't work well. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. It's, it's the Razer Naga mouse, and apparently it's getting a chroma treatment on this one. This model of it. Oh, okay, so the Razer's updating its entire lineup of peripherals right now with RGB lighting. Like Razer, the flip phone Razer? No. No, no, no. Yeah, this one's got a 12 keypad on the left side of the mouse. And let's see, what's the DPI on this thing? Oh, yeah, 16,000 DPI. Wow. Yeah, I actually, I tried. I had a brief uh, relationship with the Razer Naga probably about two years ago. It was very hard for me to get used to that, so... Um, I don't know. I might give it another try. Like I've kind of changed my setup for how I game, so it might be easier for me to use that now. But I'm currently using the G five zero two or something. It's a gaming mouse with less buttons. Oh yeah, especially <laughs> and it works better for me. Oh yeah, because this one, this one's going to give me carpal tunnel with this mm-hmm. one. There's 19 programmable buttons on this thing, mm-hmm. including the 12 thumb, 12 mechanical thumb buttons on the left side. Yeah, it, it's, it was too many buttons, and I was I wasn't accurately hitting all of them because I wasn't used to it, and I'm just like oh, I can't, I can't. So yeah. I think I had it for maybe a weekend. I just couldn't adapt to it, and I sent it back. Oh yeah, just and apparently this thing is expensive for a mouse too. Shit, mm-hmm. eighty dollars mm-hmm. for a mouse. No thanks. I, I'm. I pay it if I could actually. I could get used to it, I'd pay it. Like I my keyboard is like two hundred. Hmm? You're talking about DPIs and I don't know what the fuck is uh, going on. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody should have a flare because I'm really lost. <laughs> I'll just sit here quietly and smile uh, while you two Yeah, it looks like uh the Chrome inflammation is going to not just Razor also. It looks like it's what's game developers to take advantage of the Chrome STK. The special lighting patterns and colors, and looks like one of the developers is, ironically, Blizzard. Yeah, which um, actually this came out during BlizzCon. Um, it's going to be the key. They made a specific keyboard for the upcoming first-person shooter Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of going to be interesting. Way too much that I would pay for because I'm still used to my normal. Optical mouse that blinds me every time I turn it over because it's that bright red light. <laughs> you stop doing that. You're going to get yourself a complex. It's nice. It brings happiness. <laughs> I, for... I can see the light. Yay! <laughs> 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 
Uh, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be for the... Oh, they're even doing a mouse pad, too. That's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah, that's just going to drive my OCD insane. Uh, another little thing that came out also, a new camera that lets you move around in VR video. The uh, camera company's called the Listro Emerge. Like you actually got the what kind of VR video? Um, pretty much any of them, really. It does a full 3D scan. Finding Dory in VR. Oh, dear God. That'd be awesome. Uh, at least it'll be better than trying to use the Kinect. Back towards <laughs> Teen Sluts VR. Oh my god. Really, Randy? What? Come on. Oh, Come on. Oh. Come on, buddy. Well, Holly, do you want to say it? I don't remember the exact catchphrase. Ah! <laughs> Randy, edit this. There it is. Randy, edit this. <laughs> ah, yeah, there we go. Randy, you got one from her, this. too. Yay. Play <laughs> up. Let's see. Apparently, with this, the camera came out uh, three years ago. They, like the company has, and they've been slowly making new things. And wow, um, sounds like somebody else was too busy trying to program this thing to look yeah. porn. Three years to like do the VR inside of a video. Oh yeah, essentially, it's just like a very fancy DSLR, but it's got extra cameras and and pretty much the camera rings itself. Which will capture static 360 degree images, so you can 3D anything and throw it into whatever. Kind of interesting, kind of scary, yeah. especially. So you could like they could set this up at the Louvre, and then you just walk around and stuff. Yeah. Not have to leave your house. Yeah. Or so, put on pants. Yeah, so we can become more shut-ins. <laughs> but imagine they came up with holograms too at the same time. That way, you could have other people there in virtual in your virtual Louvre, like everyone's looking at paintings with no pants on it in their houses. <laughs> What are you doing right now? I'm watching this with no pants on. <laughs> yes, me too. That's cool. Where, That's where cool. are you at? Well, I'm where over here. At? I'm, well, I'm in your basement right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up the stairs. Just up the stairs. But yeah, it looks like they're trying to get into the whole thing of VR, and they're actually trying to make the leap into VR filmmaking. What VR filmmaking? Because uh, I, I know what films you'd make. I, <laughs> What? Am I complaining? No, I'm just stating a fact. I know. <laughs> I try really hard to be a real filmmaker and not just a pornographer. You know, but it's just, it's not my fault that I need a guy and a girl in a hotel room. That's just the, how the scene is set up. <laughs> I just say it. It's not my fault. That's how the script is written. Is there a couch? <laughs> no, it's just a bed. Okay, so we know because we're just cutting out the middleman. Oh, I like things natural and like old school. He punches in the face first, and then, oh my god! <laughs> anyway, and then he does it with like a like a nineteen twenties action. I'm gonna get you right in the sock here, and then I'm gonna put it in your father's mustache. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so comedy porn. There we go. <laughs> Bang! Zoom! Right in your kisser. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> but yeah same thing with the Listro's video it's going to be compatible with all platforms of Oculus Rift HTC Vive and Sony PlayStation VR yeah I'm just going to segue right back into wow, it wow seriously it's like okay so we got a camera now so that way we, when you get your Sword Art Online helmet you don't even have to leave your house anymore because we'll just put the camera in there and you can pretend to walk around your real house 
Oh yeah, and then you all get locked into the game. And then, yeah, and, and then you, you have to beat the game, and then you, your girlfriend gets locked in there too. But then and your sister, begins. who's not your sister, who tries to have sex with you at the beginning, they're like, whatever. And then that starts season two, according to Netflix, which is wrong. <laughs> God, how many times? Uh, Sword Art two, season two. Yeah. Episode 15, not season two. <laughs> I'm sorry, Netflix doesn't know how to categorize stuff when it comes to anime. It's not my fault, and Netflix is all full of white guys. I'm like, no, this is definitely season two, right? Yeah, it's a whole <laughs> It's like, no, one, no one's ever going to know. No one's ever going to, like, it's not, it's not like anime or manga people are, like, like the most obsessive, like, freaks. <laughs> no, because they're all in Crunchyroll. <laughs> That's right. They're all in Crunchyroll watching it without the subs and just in Japanese dialect, like I did for, like, three episodes. Oh, yeah. Because I, I just wanted to learn the Japanese. Yeah, and then me, I'll just make and my own subtitles. And all I learned subtitles. how to say was, uh, Matuta. Hi? No. <laughs> it was... Where this sword is going to penetrate you, or something like that. Okay, so I thought it could be useful. (laughs) Keep telling yourself that. That's what I'm going to say at the airport when I get (laughs) get to Japan. Oh, then you're going to be getting a call. So somehow I know I'm going to be getting a call, and I'm going to have to wire. John, I'm in a Japanese jail now. (laughs) Don't get me. Oh. There are still big people in Japan. <laughs> They're criminals. Oh, They're people walls. You're taller than all of them over there, probably. I don't know, but at least the Godzilla still, still gets beaten sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if we don't get hate mail, I'm gonna laugh. Oh, dear God, that sounds like Mothra. <laughs> oh. Oh, we were talking about something. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, a new thing now. I'm uh, segueing over to the last two items on the list for gadget porn. There's a new kind of radar detector that's coming out by Escort. Is that for cars? Yes. This thing is self-learning. And it'll also let you know uh, where the radars, the new radar detectors are, like the new kinds they're, they're coming out with, like the radar detector detectors. And it also updates all where the red light cameras are and speed trap cameras. I want one that makes my car turn into a different car. Like a radar, like not only detects radar, but it like, it does the James Bond camouflage and just turns me into an ambulance. (laughs) See, I'm just good with the go-go gadget mobile. That'd be awesome. Just like like you're driving up and like my truck (laughs) becomes an ambulance and then drives away like, Obviously, that was an ambulance. Uh. <laughs> My microphone must be super sensitive. If you guys can hear me typing, no, you just you just you just beat those keys. It's just right there next to it. That's all it is. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm trying to type lately, so it's not being picked up. But it is. So it's okay. Oh, uh, uh, but yeah, just with this one, it's got new. Actually able to pick up different bands also, K-Band, X-Band, and also has GPS, Bluetooth, and digital signal processing. And what's it called? It's called the... Oh, let me see. The, that would be a really the, cool name for a yeah. product. Yeah. yeah. I think that was called Corduroy Pants at one point. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's the uh, 316 Max from S from Escort. 316? 360. 360. Like a circle. Like an Xbox. Ah, uh, okay, here we go. And it also has the auto learn. So every time it picks up a signal, it logs oh, it. Oh, holy crap. 650 bucks. Yeah. What the fuck? Yes, it is. Yeah, but it might be worth it. No thanks. Oh, yeah. Especially with that with its auto learn feature. Yeah. And now it has GPS tracking as well, so it'll pick up a signal. Does it disable the cop cars while it drives by? Because that'd be awesome. No, but there are detectors you can get that'll actually put out that they'll push a signal out as well. So that way, if they hit you with like just a standard radar gun, it'll actually say you're going slower than it actually is, or it'll put like a random number, like 999. <laughs> it'll, say, it'll be on the cop's gun. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Probably. It's like, what? But yeah. Um, yeah, but it logs the its frequency and location. If it sees the same frequency twice, um, it assumes it's coming from a not from a ticket spewing cop, but from something non threatening. You know, like a cell phone exploded or a hooker exploded. <laughs> they send out radar signals. Yeah, I guess they do. Small little concussion wave of negative money. <laughs> Anywho. But yeah. Um, Anything else in the gadget section? Uh, let me see. Let's see what else this has here. If pretty much, yeah. If it sees the signal again, it's not going to bother you with the flashing lights and beeps. Meaning that less beeps, less flashing lights, less like strobe affected from like the old days. Right. Because I still have one, like one of the really old ones, the radar detectors. And you know what's really funny? It does not work anywhere but the state of Louisiana. That's terrible. Oh yeah, it's the weirdest thing. I guess it'd be kind of useful. Oh yeah. Yeah, $650, but it does come with a tantalizing warranty. If you get a speeding ticket, despite its best efforts, its escort will pay you back. <laughs> They'll pay the ticket. Oh, then they're going to pay the $600. Oh, that's probably what the cost of the ticket will be. Depending on how fast you're going. It's like, yeah, because if I'm going like 10 miles over the speed limit, it's like 200 bucks. But I paid $600 for the, the radar that's supposed to block all that shit. I want my $600 back. Oh, yeah. Or at least... I want three more tickets. Yeah. Uh, also, it has a wonderful magnetic mount, so if you come across a bunch of cops, you can easily just take it off the window <laughs> and hide it in your glove box when so the cop comes by and like, hey, what's going on? What, what's that cord hanging out of there? So is it supposed to be, is it like illegal? Because I read this article, and I was always led to believe that radar detectors were illegal, no, and it's, it's, apparently they're not. No, they're not illegal. They're frowned upon. Because it's kind of like card counting in Vegas. It's not illegal, but they highly discourage it. And pretty much, if you have one blatantly on your dashboard when a cop walks up because you were speeding, he's going to be more wanting to just give you the ticket instead of just giving you a warning. It's one of those things. Yeah, so that, pretty much, yeah, that's why the guy with the well, mic. That's cool if it has a magnetic thing that you can detach it and just toss it. Yeah, so that way you don't, and it just leaves a little mini suction cup mount up there. So it's like, eh, what was that? What's that for? Like, my GPS. My, my GPS is broken. It's for my beer holder. What do you think it's for? Duh. But mine has a handle. <laughs> like a giant Stein mug. That's right. Let's see. What else? Oh, and it looks like a new type of smartwatch came out as well. What is with you and these smartwatches? I have one. Every fucking episode, we have to do a, like another segment of... Because I find new ones. Hey, guys, here's another piece of equipment that you can slap on your wrist and make sure that you are never alone or even nowhere near not connected from the internet. 
at all. Somehow, so it uses my phone, and it wants to destroy you. No, it's not. It hasn't become. It hasn't. It doesn't evolved listen it. to your commands, and I know for a fact it has. Like sometimes tried to plot against you. Not yet. <laughs> no, it's right now. It's. You see, he's he's like tapping on it, like trying to get it to come on. It's like no, no, John, I will not turn on. No, you I think it, will I forgot to die. I haven't charged this today, so that's probably it. It so probably you died. fed your Tamagotchi, so obviously. It's going to- <laughs> It, it helps with. It's like, I have you, a social life. You are your own <laughs> person, John. You need to step away from the smartwatch and well, just live your life without this piece of equipment. I might have told you, John, about this, but uh, maybe not. I don't know that they have smart rings now. Like oh yeah, rings. yeah, we did an episode. Yeah, we did an episode on smart rings, okay, okay, and okay. then we wondered if like does it does it vibrate and could you use it somewhere else? <laughs> <laughs> I can just see I how much that battery is going to last. The one that had a smart ring, all the same time, like just so that they wouldn't miss a message. Smart glass, smart ring, smart watches, smart butt plug, <laughs> just like other things that you're, you're never alone. Obviously, yeah, all tied. Oh, in. I would hate to recharge that. Yeah. Though I do think your watch is really cool, John. So thank you. I'm just jealous because I didn't because I didn't spend like four hundred dollars. <laughs> I didn't spend, spend four hundred dollars on this thing. I spent one twenty because Amazon has a great open box site. <laughs> I didn't spend four hundred dollars. It was discounted <laughs> a lot. It was only two hundred dollars with shipping with Prime. <laughs> but know what the fun part of it is though? What I did with every other. Good, hard-working, red-blood American consumer does. Go to Best Buy, play with it, and buy it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you do that? See, really you could have just showed them how much it was on Amazon and be like, I want this. No, because they wouldn't give me the open box deal price. I would have to pay one fifty nine. when their store was like two forty nine. I felt like such a dick when I did that for like Age of Ultron. I was like, you know Target's selling this for like $10? Yeah. <laughs> I really think, though, that's the only reason Best Buy is still in existence. Like, there's no reason for that store to be open anymore except for people to go in there and try shut stuff out and then buy it online on Amazon or Walmart or whatever. Well, actually, there was a thing with Best Buy, too. Um, apparently, it got found out. Like, they have those little uh, QR codes on all their stuff, on the tags that right. you're supposed to scan. It actually pulls up uh, false pages with higher prices. Oh, nice. Yeah. And ironically, it's a clone of their page. Good for them. I so like, oh, it looks higher online, so I'll just buy there. Yeah, but I'm still not gonna pay. $250 Why would you do that? Right? I would just like, I just be like, that doesn't seem right. Google, how much is this really? No, that's oh, yeah. um, nice try, Best Buy. You're gonna give me this thing for like thirty percent on the market price. Because like, who doesn't check prices on Walmart and Amazon before they buy electronics or something like that? You know, I mean, any any real electronic. Gamer, movie watcher, whatever you're gonna you're gonna check out or facts. Anyone working in retail on a budget? Yeah. <laughs> my dad used to do this kind of weird thing with. Uh, I don't even know they exist anymore. Circuit City. Oh God! Wow. He Circuit would, City. Yeah, it's he, almost as bad as Montgomery Ward. Exactly. <laughs> he would just, he would spend his paychecks at Circuit City and then like he did things, repackage them, and then send them back. Okay, so he Walmarted them. Basically. Okay. 
I did no, I did that for like you know, a DVD works just as well as a copy of a DVD. So <laughs> why why even bother buying it? Actually, I've I've done worse. Randy edit this for uh, legal purposes. Legal right, purposes. I was just going to say that. I was just thinking you might want to not talk about that. <laughs> oh, that was, it's wonderful, useful information that I'm going to have later on, but <laughs> Randy edit this. This is not going your blackmail. Randy folder. edit this. I don't, I don't want to have to look for another co-host. Well, yeah, with the uh, Pebble smartwatch. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's called the Pebble Time Round. Dear, this thing is almost as expensive as... The Best Buy's price on the Moto 360, $249. Again, I just don't understand that. Maybe because I don't like watches. That's what it is, too. Like, every time I get yeah. a watch, it always breaks. I don't, I'm not a watch fan, either. Because I have a bad habit of flinging my arms around. Oh, I know. And I hitting do too. walls and shit. I've done that, too. That's why I have two green spots on my screen. See? <laughs> and why would you pay, like, I don't want to pay, like, $200, $300 on something that's going to shatter when I like slam it against the wall or something. Well, or, that's why you spend like the 800 and get the Apple Watch that has no mods, no nothing. Not even the developers for iOS want to deal with it. <laughs> or I could just spend a thousand dollars and just buy a brick of gold and slam it on my foot. It would be just as entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> really? Only a thousand for a brick? Gold's cheap. <laughs> what? The uh, treasury is actually from my house. I don't know if you guys have ever toured the treasury before, but it's pretty cool. It's like she's trying to tell us to like go rob a Seriously, bank. Seriously, that's what I heard. It's like you guys get your Ocean's <laughs> Eleven crew ready. No, because they've got like the, <laughs> well, we the money get, and the gold yep. and all that. We just gotta get. Watch it and it yeah, we. I just immediately thought of Die Hard with a Vengeance. Now, see, I went straight with like uh, one hundred billion dollars. Oh no, Fort Knox. No, for o- Ocean's Thirteen. That's what I thought of. Ocean's Thirteen. Yeah, here we get the digger. You know where they dug the tunnel? Oh yeah, yeah going yeah. from England to France. I am- not endorsing that at all. She wants us to rob <laughs> banks. <laughs> Obviously, we're listening to the voice in our heads. She's the mastermind of this plan. <laughs> That's what I'll tell the judge. <laughs> yes. Three. Oh, let's see. The judge is going to look at me like. What did I tell you about listening to white women? That's why you're that's why you're in jail, son. No. Yeah, with this one, it's actually smaller than the mode than my Moto three sixty. Oh, a lot smaller. So, but the only thing is, it doesn't do the same stuff screen wise as the Moto. So yeah, I'm still glad with my hundred twenty dollar purchase. Every day, you just a little more impressed with yourself, aren't you? Yes, I am. There you go. That's the reason why I carry a gun, because, you know, the goddamn Decepticons. Hey, do I have time for a random remembers or no? Um, you can throw one in there real quick. Cool. Probably been going for like an hour and a half. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'll still do it. Nah, nah, you're cool. Uh, hour and a half cuts down, so that's fine. remembers. Okay. So, this week on Random Remembers... Finally caught up with a lot of my TV shows, so I was really happy about that. Hmm. Unfortunately, there was one I did get to, or actually two. 
And I'm not going to say the name because John's going to have a field day with it. Oh, uh, let me guess. Heroes? You can eat a dick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're going to do a really quick, maybe like five minute review of both Flash and Arrow episode five on each. Okay. Flash episode five, I believe it's called something like the greater good or some kind of bullshit. Anyway, in our last episode or up to from episode one when we did the last Randy remembers was episode one. And now we're doing episode five. So in the four episodes that have followed, let's see, Firestorm went crazy and then died and then came back. And then now he's a black guy. Okay. Um, so many things I could say right now, but I'm not. Go ahead. Because it'd be racist. Uh, what? <laughs> White man had to take over the black man's body to survive. Okay. I thought he just caught fire. No. Yeah. Well, well, he did. <laughs> yeah. He did. That happened to That's racist. Yes, it was. Barry has now given up on trying to have sex with Iris, so he's moving on to having sex with Patty. Cisco has not told them about his superpowers, that he has the ability to find the people that they're trying to look for every fucking episode. Uh, Caitlin is now falling in love with a man from the other universe, and let's see. Oh, and Iris's mom, the crack whore, has now come back into their lives. Oh, nice. And she's dying, and there may be a son involved. So, episode five, all happy goodness now. <laughs> no, it's, it's strange now. Flash has always been the happier version of the two, Flash and Arrow, but Flash now definitely is still happier than Arrow. Just... Oh, we're like, we're talking a marginally happier. Okay. So we just got done seeing King Shark grab Flash at the end of episode four, and he gets blasted by Harrison Wells. Okay. For those who've actually seen the show, Harrison Wells was the reverse Flash in season one, and the major bad guy, and Barry's mentor throughout the entire season. He dies, but now he we see him return as Harrison Wells from Earth 2. Okay, cool. Yeah. He is, as Cisco plainly puts it, you're not as evil as the other Harrison, but you're still a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Like, line for line. I can't believe they said dick in a TV show. I got away with it. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's like that episode of uh, South Park where they said fuck like 23, 27 times. So, the new big bad guy that they're trying to get that Cisco just saw Vision, uh, is Dr. Light, our female Dr. Light. Okay. Okay. Cisco tells Barry that she's at the bank. He runs over the bank and gets blasted with a flash of light, and she disappears. So they have a conference. It's Harrison Wells from the Earth 2 meeting Jay Garrett from Earth 2. The Harrison Wells from Earth 2 still did exactly what the Earth, uh, Earth 1 did. He created the particle accelerator that caused this whole fuck up and created metahumans and had all these people. And then now Jay Garrett has to clean up as the Flash. Okay. That's Earth 2. When these two cross over into Earth 1 now, they're still bickering on, well, you caused all this fucking problems. Well, you're the one supposed to be cleaning it up because you're the superhero. <laughs> so then Barry's in between with the only with actual powers and he's trying to listen to one but not the other because he's all conflicted and shit. Okay. Um... So, turns out, he he goes with Jay's advice. Dr. Light is not a bad person. She's just confused. If you talk to her, she will calm down and maybe she'll tell you what's going on. Okay. So, he tries talking to her and calming down. And then he looks at her face and says, Linda? Dr. Light 
is the Earth 2 equivalent of his ex-girlfriend. Oh, crap. <laughs> so she takes off her helmet and goes, how do you know my real name? I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, yeah. Launch codes. Launch codes. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking blasted with a supersonic, you know, supernova, and he's blind. Yeah. But, you know, super healing, so he's only blind for like 12 hours. Unfortunately, the same 12 hours, he needs to go on a date with Patty. So Cisco is going to be his eyes via like Cyrano de Bergiac kind of thing where yeah. he's going to be the, the eyes and Barry's going to try and woo the girl without part of his, you know, whatever. In the meantime, Jake Garrett and Caitlin are trying not to make kissy faces at each other while they're watching over Barry's real girlfriend or ex-girlfriend uh, while her alternate, her her evil alternate is going to come and try and kill her because the Atom Smasher did that exact same thing when he crossed over in the first episode. Okay. So they fail miserably because they did make kissy faces and Linda, uh, Dr. Light almost kills Linda but ends up killing somebody else. Barry doesn't show up because he's still trying to make it with Patty. But, uh, but Iris shoots her in the face. And then the, she's got a helmet on so it knocks it off and like... Holy shit, you look just like me. Uh. So, she, okay. so she runs away and then we it cuts back. She's trying to escape. It's like, I can't, I can't kill Linda and I can't do this. So Flash wins. Big bad guy. Linda alternate ends up in the pipeline. The end. Using Harrison Wells' idea of a speed mirage, which is really kind of fucked up. Because in the first season, that's how he tricked everyone thinking he wasn't the reverse Flash. Yeah. Where he moved so fast, he created two versions of himself that actually yeah. look solid, but it's fake. Yeah. That's a, and that's, season, that's episode five of Flash. I love this fucking show, man. It's so everything gets crazier and crazier as it keeps going on, and we got fucking people coming back. And that's Zoom! Cap- yeah. That's Captain Boomerang showed up. Yes! Okay. Captain Boomerang was in the crossover in Arrow. Okay. And now he's in the uh, fucking. No, 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 no. The fucking island that Ollie was left on for five years. Okay. He made that into a makeshift prison. Hmm. Moving into Arrow now. So, from episode one, we're going to episode five of Arrow. This is, I don't even know what they call this. Haunted. That's what they call it. They call it Haunted. So, from episode one, let's see real quick. We know that Captain Lance is working with Damien Dark. Thea is gone fucking psychopath because of the Lazarus pit and she needs to kill someone every three days or every three or four weeks. Otherwise, she's going to start murdering people all the, without controlling it. Uh, Laurel is still a fucking idiot. Uh, Diggle is still obsessed with trying to kill everyone who had to murder his brother. And Ollie is weird now. He's not as angry. He's actually pretty nice. And Felicity is trying to get over her ex-boyfriend being murdered, but leaving her billions of dollars in a company and the coolest black man who's ever been gay. Okay. So a unicorn. Wait. Oh, hold on. So the guy that was um, Superman, what's his name there? Yeah, uh, Brandon Roth. So he died? He is dead. He died okay. in an explosion in the begin- at the end of season three. But episode five reveals... The very end. He's the Adam, right? Yes, he's the Adam. Ray Palmer's still alive. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, okay. Because Mr. Terrific figured out that there was a code somewhere buried deep inside of Felicity's cell phone that had the last transmission of Ray Palmer's life. Yeah. It's Mr. Terrific, which is really kind of strange. 
and it's they're they're like he's a he's the third smartest man on the planet. He's building the T spheres. He's already they've already mentioned that he's an Olympic decathlete, and it's like he's a fucking superhero. They just haven't gotten there yet. Oh, and uh, Laurel's dead sister Sarah has come back from the dead. What? Use, Hold on. Yes. What? Because in the third season, Ollie used the Lazarus Piff to revive a dying Thea. That's why she's all blood crazy. So I Laurel. I've seen the last few episodes, so. This is just yeah. that full of spoilers. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I, I'm not worried about it. I'm not that kind of person that gets upset about that. So Felicity was with Superman and yeah. just pining for Arrow the whole entire time. And now she's with Arrow and now she's pining for her dead boyfriend. No, she's uh, she's with Arrow. but And she really didn't want to listen to the recording. But Mr. Terrific made her listen to it anyway. And then she... Broke it open and then realized that Ray was still alive. Okay. Yeah, but she's still using her Ray Palmer's billions to fund Oliver's crusade to save the city. Damn. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up. Because their first base was underneath their the old building. Yeah. And then it got raided, and then they moved them to a different base, the Quiver now, and it's massive, and it's got like it's huge. I don't know. I don't even know where it is, but it's massive. <laughs> Okay, so Sarah, the original Black Canary, has died. Laurel realized that Theo was brought back from the dead using the Lazarus Pit. They both go to Nana Parbet to bring Sarah back from the dead. Malcolm Merlin, who is now Raz al Ghul, tells them that we can't do that, you shouldn't do that, that's not a good idea. Fuck you, Malcolm Merlin, put my sister in the Lazarus Pit and make sure that she can come out. Yeah, see, that was the last one that I saw was um, him trying to get, um, uh, what's his name there, Arrow. Like, I can't know, like, I can't remember what his, not Arrow name is. Oliver Queen? Oliver Queen, thank you. Uh, and that's the last one that I saw, like, he was trying to get him to become um, Razagul. So. Yeah, so Razagul, before, okay, so Razagul makes Ollie try to kill people to do, become Razagul to stop Damien Dark. They end up backstabbing Razakul, and then in exchange for that, because he is because he killed the demon, he becomes a demon, and he can only either give away the authority or kill the next guy, or the guy who has to kill him becomes the next Razakul. So he gives up the authority to Malcolm Merlin, and he becomes Razakul. Okay. So, and so Merlin, who's Thea's father, explains to him that you need to kill someone every three or four weeks, and that'll sustain your bloodlust. For a time, for the time being, she actually kills two guys while they're there, and she now she's cool. Thea does, yeah, Thea does. Okay, straight up murders people. So nice, yeah. Sarah comes back from the dead, and <laughs> Thea was only dead for like a couple of hours, and she has to have bloodless treatments every three or four weeks. Sarah's been dead for now the entirety of the season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. She's been dead for a while, and now they brought her back to life, and she has bloodlust up the ass. Wow. She cannot. So, and so they're like, and they, because she, like, they, Laura brings her back, but keeps her in hiding, and then she escapes, and then she has to go to Ollie and be like, so we didn't go to a spa weekend. We actually went to Nanapar Bat and brought my sister back from the dead. Damn. And he goes, why didn't you tell me? I could have helped you. Stop the crazy blonde woman from murdering people now. We gotta find her. <laughs> Stupid. 
frustrated cry. Anyway. <laughs> so they find the stupid blonde woman. They tie her up and they knock her out. And then Arrow makes a call. And it's like, I need your help, John. I need some mystical help. Matt Ryan shows up. Nice. Fucking Constantine. Uh, I, met him. I met him at Space City Comic Con. Did you meet him at all? Um, I tried to, but every time I went by his booth, he was either th- not there or just leaving. It's not cool. I didn't get to see this. Oh, oh Constantine. I love that fucking show. Anyways. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, too. Ah. Anyway, John Constantine shows up, all big and British, and he gives him a list of things he needs, and they perform a seance kind of thing where Laurel and Oliver have to dive into Sarah's body or mind to try and retrieve her soul from the demons that are guarding her. Oh, okay. Because that's oh, yeah. what's the problem. Her body's alive, but her soul is still lost. So they have to bring the soul back into the body, and everything's all hunky-dory and peachy. Nice. Yeah. At least it brought Constantine back. For a little bit. And maybe if they can swing it, I'm sure they can push him into the Legends of DCU somewhere. Or hell, there might be another episode where he shows up at the end. Because yeah. it seems like the business is not done at the very end of the episode. Because... Oliver and Laurel beat all the demons. Constantine grabs, or Constantine helps and does all that shit. And then they bring back Sarah's soul. And she's back. Good as new. So, no more trying to eat people. No more trying to eat people. Thea's still kind of fucked up. And then we also find out that Diggle's brother was a crime lord. Oh, damn. And was murdered by Deadshot because (laughs) Damien Dark wanted his business. Wow. Kind of a fucking, like, kind of a sucky way to end that still oh then there was this the one line that killed me in that arrow episode was like so constantine's leaving and thea walks up behind oliver and it's like well he's a strange bit of yummy <laughs> and then oliver goes i'm gonna pretend i didn't hear you say that <laughs> <laughs> so is thea currently dating anybody because i know she was with uh ray no 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 after roy was it ray? roy after yeah. roy was murdered in prison he was murdered. What? Yeah. After Roy what? was murdered in prison. <laughs> wow. After Roy was murdered. Well, hang on. I'll get there. So, <laughs> so Oliver was secret was out. Oliver is the Oliver is yeah, the yeah. arrow, right? No, I am the arrow. I am Roy Parker, and I'm the arrow. Whatever. Um. Then he gets stabbed in prison, and then I believe the term is shanked. Shanked. Yeah. But <laughs> it was all a ruse. One big ruse. Yeah, Diggle and Oliver set that up so that way Roy could disappear and the arrow would vanish. Okay. So the arrow's dead and Oliver's still alive. So. Okay. But he's, he's still alive, he's just not there. And he passed on his mantle of the red arrow to Speedy. Okay. To Thea. So she's now the red arrow. So she's now the red arrow. Okay. Like, you gotta call me the red arrow. No, we're gonna call you Speedy. <coughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's speedy. It's it's a non-black canary, and it's black nito. <laughs> black nito. Black nito. That helmet looks like Magneto. I just mm-hmm. want him like. <laughs> you should have killed me when I had the chance, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell! <laughs> how we don't get hate mail. Oh, how we don't get hate mail. I'm amazed. What? That's what he says. <laughs> I'm for everything else we talk about. <laughs> Arrow and Flash. Arrow is, uh, Arrow is taking a page out of Flash's book and added a lot more levity in this season. Apparently, the adding of mysticism just lightens everything up. Oh, yeah. they're, 
you know, everything in the third season is all like, oh, fucking serious. Everything's so dark and serious. Fuck everything. Now it's like that <coughs> joke, you know, that's a strange bit of yummy. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear you say that. That's gross. <laughs> or like, like, why didn't, I'm not, the face I'm making is not judgmental. It's frustration because you didn't come to me when your sister who came back from the dead is now loose. We have to find her now. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the aeromobile. I need an aeromobile. But now I've seen there's there's images of the hot girl coming in. We already had double down. He was kind of a weak point. Um, I'm hoping there are more magic-based users like a Felix Faust maybe showing up. And I mean, anyone who from Constantine's era, maybe Sandman shows up out of nowhere, and that'd be some shit. Oh yeah. But I, I feel like this season three is already like on episode five, and I'm already loving, or season four, episode five, I'm already loving everything about it. And Flash season two is getting good, and I want more like I want more speedsters now. I want to start bringing in Bar- the Bart Allen. I want to see Jay Garrett's powers back. I want the Jesse Quick supposed to show up. We already saw bits and pieces of uh, Hot Girl. Yeah, she's she's around there somewhere. And yeah, I saw a teaser image of that. So they actually put it in the, the show already. Well, they saw the person who plays Hot Girls. She's in the show. She's been introduced already, but she wasn't in costume or anything like that. Just like I'm new to town, whatever. And I'm you know I'm supposed to be non-person number six, but actually I'm a real person because I'm talking. Because you know they have like. What do you call them? The, the NCP players or something? The non-character players? NPCs. Yeah, NPCs. NPCs. Yeah. Non-player character. <laughs> I don't play video games as we already established. Right? Oh, yeah. And then I just recently found a copy of uh, Fallout New Vegas, which I'm going to play. Awesome. But yeah. MMOs. Fun. I didn't see Heroes for years. I did a DC Universe for a little bit. It's on PS3. I know. I did both. And then I'm um, actually... Friend Claire, you've met her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you've met her, Claire, yet, Holly. But yeah, she does the voice of the Huntress in Zatanna in DC Online. Sweet. Well, the. Oh my gosh, now I'm going to forget her name. The one that we were sitting with the whole time at Colin Palooza. No, that and was... did a lot of the voices for World of Warcraft. No, I haven't met your friend Claire, but I'm telling. I'm, I was just sitting there. We were having the beer with your. Samantha? Oh, yeah, Samantha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I've done the voice for this, this, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> freaking out. I'm like, what? I'm going to hump your leg. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. But it was just, like, really cool because, you know, especially when you get so immersed in the video games that you play and, and the, the voices and the sounds and everything are familiar to you, and you're just like, wow, okay, well, you did that. That is pretty darn cool it was neat for me to talk to her and i thought there would be a bigger process to all of it but she's like no they just hire me and i don't even go like i thought they'd fly her to blizzard studios and just get a tour and sarah's voice is pretty darn big and like doing the voice for the gnomes and stuff like you'd go to blizzard studios and get like first class treatment she's like no not really so that was kind of interesting for me to, to get like the backstory of how all that works now, one thing I've learned is, uh, like, one documentary I remember watching, which was, um, I, it's on Netflix, called I Know That Voice. Uh-huh. Um, that. One of the things on there is, like, granted, you might work for, work at Cartoon Network doing all the 
doing the voices on it, but you don't work for Cartoon Network. Essentially, uh-huh. everyone's kind of like independent contractors. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and Randy's giggling. So as we're ah fuck it, like so back to, like way back in the beginning of this, our live action Disney movies. Yeah. It's already started petition eight thousand signatures to for sure only cast an Asian woman to play the Mulan character. Oh God! Because no, God damn it, we don't want another white person playing an Asian. Airbenders, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, you bastards. Anyway, I guess uh, I guess we're gonna wrap it up, Holly. Alrighty, I had All right. fun. Thank you. All right, so thank you for coming on to the show. And hope to have you on more times in the future. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I had fun. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, That's no problem. Anyway, this is John. And Randy. And. Holly. And this has been Dogfin Radio.